Good to see you all among the living woof guys. As I mentioned on the show before, I am moving cities with my family this past, or I've been, okay. Good to see you all among the living woof guys. I've mentioned uh, I've been moving cities this past week with my family. Uh, things are going well. We're making a lot of progress, and oh my god, we have so much left to go. Uh, Zach and I still did not get a chance to record our episode recapping Batman, but uh, from our little emergency pod from last week, Zach gave me a great idea. So last year, my brother and I started noodling around with a podcast idea called Game Tape. The idea was that we would watch sports movies together, and I would approach the discussion from a filmmaking perspective, and he would approach it as a sports fan. We had a good time recording a couple and, like, figuring it out as we went along, but then my kid was born, and an additional hobby-level podcast wasn't in the cards for me at the time. Uh, so that means I've got a couple of hours of pretty fun content that I haven't released to anyone, and that's exactly what I need right now. Uh, so this is the one that makes the most sense to release on our Smallville podcast feed. Uh, Zach was our guest, and we discussed the 2014 film Draft Day, which notably features Mr. Tom Welling for like a split second. <laughs> Uh, it's not a 100% evergreen episode. We did discuss the uh, 2022 Super Bowl a little bit, um, but just at the top. I hope you enjoy it. If you're into it, definitely let us know. I, Like I said, I have a few more episodes down here in my dusty podcast basement. Uh, and it might even be fun to hop back in the saddle with it, take another swing at this idea. But we'll see. Um, also, this is basically just the conversation as it happened. I don't think we said anything embarrassing or, like, took a notable bathroom break. But if uh, I... I only did a quick skim. There, If there's anything in there you weren't supposed to hear, you didn't hear it. That's just, no, you didn't. You didn't hear anything. Uh, okay, that's it. Uh, enjoy Game Tape. We'll be back with uh, Batman 1989 next week. I hope. Put your seatbelts on, Dads of America. Kevin Costner is back in sports movie mode. This time, he's spending a day drafting the best possible guy for the Cleveland Browns. You guessed it. We watched draft day. This is game tape, no matter what. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Tape. I'm Brian. I like movies. I'm Pat. I like sports. I'm Zach. I like loud brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, do I have good news for you. <laughs> do I have the show for you? <laughs> uh, Zach Rowe, thank you so much for joining us. How are I'm, you? I am just elated to be here. <laughs> um, I, I know you don't get into the movie right away, but just a little preview. I was I had tried watching two other movies last night, starting them, and I was just like falling asleep in both. And then finally, I decided to throw on Draft Day. Stayed up for the whole fucking yes, movie. sir. I just want to play right there. Yes, Whatever sir. this movie is, it is watchable. Yes. bare minimum watchable. Uh, speaking of watchable, Zach, you have a podcast. 
uh, that I happen to know a thing or two about. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. Um, I have a podcast with a um, sl- somewhat less attractive person, mm-hmm. um, and we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. It. It's Brian. Now, uh, Brian and I. Um, we recap old episodes of the television show Smallville and also talk about totally non-Smallville things for half the runtime. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we uh, it's called The Talent Mix. You can, of course, find that wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so we picked Draft Day specifically because the star of Smallville, Tom Welling, is in Draft Day for... Eight minutes total, maybe? Not even eight minutes. Absolutely not. He's talked about a lot. Yes, he's talked about a lot. I definitely was assuming he was going to be in it like a little more. (laughs) No. He has one scene with Costner, and then he has shots of him on the couch with his family. (laughs) I would have said Chris Pratt is barely in Moneyball. Chris Pratt (laughs) is the star of Moneyball compared to Tom Welling in this. (laughs) He's like in as much as Chris Pratt is in Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up Moneyball because this movie is like the Kirkland brand Moneyball. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is perfect, and I'll explain why later. But <laughs> I'm so excited to hear you explain why this movie's perfect. It is perfect. <laughs> Um, real fast before we get too into the movie is uh, we're uh, recording this it's late January anything happening in sports I say knowing that the big sports headline just happened yeah, <laughs> yeah um, you talk about Super Bowl well the championship games were championship games yesterday. were correct yeah. did you um, watch them me yeah yeah I watched them <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Pat and I like sports <laughs> I was at work for the first one, but that was a shitty game anyway. Yes. So yep. I watched. I caught the fourth quarter of the uh, the good game, the Bengals. Oh God, I mean, I I am not a big like NFL rigged guy like at all, <laughs> but my God, were there some uh, questionable calls there towards the end of that game that all went the Chiefs' way? So yeah, uh, it, it did seem like everything was going the Chiefs' way. Yeah. Some of that was the Bengals shooting themselves in the foot. For sure. No, the, and the, the big play was definitely a good call at the end where he hit him out of bounds. But um, they gave him like three fifth downs. Which... Right, yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, we blew the whistle. We're going to try again. Uh, Pat, I don't know if we've told this story on the, uh, on the podcast before, but uh, when we were doing Pop Warner football, uh our team patrick and i were on a team together and uh our team was so bad we mm-hmm. were just the worst elementary school football team possibly it may have been the worst football team of all time <laughs> in the we're in the running it's possible it's worse <laughs> somewhere on that list um not a single touchdown not a single fucking touchdown an entire season Against other children, to be clear, like the, the <laughs> we're not in the NFL, right? Um, it's so we get to, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, we got there. We were in the zone. That's how I remember it. On fourth down, and we were up against like the best team of children in the league, I think. Uh, and uh, the coach on the other team was like, "Give them the fifth down." Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Yeah," and I just heard it after her. Uh, our our father was the co- was one of the coaches, and he's like, 
we want to say, yeah, we haven't scored all year. And the coach goes, you're scoring today. So it's like, <laughs> yes, it was like, I think they might've just put the ball on the one yard line and it took Maybe. us to fifth down. And they just had like four guys out there. <laughs> but we won the school. We scored. It was, we went ape shit. Like, <laughs> Concession like gave us popsicles for free, and it was <laughs> wait till they make a movie on that one. That was... <laughs> well, good for yeah, that other that... coach. Good yeah, for that oh, other for coach. Sure. So yeah. I had that. I had that. Uh, I, it was like a full circle moment for me when I was coaching in high school. I was coaching a JV game, and we get off the bus, and the coach looks at our team and goes, "You guys are going to kick our ass." I'm like, "Ah, oh, you never know." Like, you know, whatever. Yes, we are, and he goes. And he says the same thing. He goes, yeah, we haven't scored a touchdown all year. I'm like, this is the moment. And I go, you're scoring a touchdown today. I'm like, when 24 goes in a corner, put your best receiver on him and just throw it up to him. He goes, I don't know. No, I'm like, no, I know. Like the kid's going to trip and he's going to. So they score. I mean, parents hugging, putting crying, all this stuff. Great. Okay, we go down and score. So I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, that was the coolest thing ever. So, um we go down, we score, we kick off. They return the kickoff for a touchdown. That's not one I gave them. <laughs> so I was furious. <laughs> I said one. <laughs> All right, rip it back up, rip it back up. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. What the fuck? So, um, but interesting, interesting Super Bowl news. Um, yeah. The center for the Philadelphia Eagles and the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, the two teams that won. So the center for the Eagles, the tight end for the Chiefs, are brothers. Right, I've heard. So this. they're going to be playing against each other. Awkward in the Super Bowl. This has happened before, right? I feel like no. this comes up every now and again. No, this is the first time two brothers have played against each have played against each other Got in the Super it. Bowl. A few years back, the 49ers and the Ravens played against each other, and the two head coaches were brothers. Got so it. that's this Got is the first it. time two brothers have played against each other. And, and they were definitely of, like, I feel like there were years where it was close that it could have been the Mannings versus each other. Yes, but yes, they, they lost got very close. Yeah. Right, it was because Tom Brady was playing at the same time. So, <laughs> but right. yeah, it was Patrick. Uh, can you explain why that's a big deal in terms that I'm more? <laughs> I was going to get to this. So yeah, in terms that Brian can understand of brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl. It's like if Batman <laughs> played against his brother in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Got it. Same pitch. I'm there. I'm there, baby. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh. Oh, so uh, anybody want to talk about the Royal Rumble? <laughs> it was this past Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's sports adjacent. That's like sports cosplay, right? It's right. sports entertainment. Zach, show some fucking respect. <laughs> I do think my understanding of it uh, is um, <clears throat> I might be butchering this. Uh, I, I, I'm a wrestling liker, but not a guy who knows anything about it. I, I like it when the sweaty roided up dudes fight. Uh, but uh, Vince McMahon of WWE was like for the longest time, like, it's real. It's real, guys. It's real. And then the state of Connecticut was like, we have a tax on sporting events. And he's like, it's fake. <laughs> we write all of it. <laughs> it's so fake. <laughs> Brian, I was uh, 
I was doing something YouTube hopping like a year ago or something, and I found an, an old clip from the Bill Maher show before he was on HBO. It was called Politically Incorrect with right. Bill Maher. Right. Basically the same show, but um, he had four professional wrestlers on, and his first question was like, he was like, so the fans of wrestling, they're in on the joke, right? And the wrestlers almost kill him. Like they just <laughs> like they are so angry at him. It's it's pretty funny, actually. They're like <laughs> Roddy Piper like almost breaks his neck. There is a uh um a super beautiful thing, especially at like you can see it a little bit in raw, uh, like big WWE wrestling, but especially at like little local shows where everyone is role playing. Everyone in the audience of these tiny like bleacher seats, like half like spottily filled. It's everyone's job in the bleachers. You're in on it too. You are here to pretend you were at the most important sport important sporting event to ever take place. Right. You are eating dinner at medieval times. Yes. <laughs> And that's and yeah, that's what, this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what Bill Maher meant by the question. But they right, zeroed right. in on him saying joke. Like they're in on right. the joke. And they're like, it's right. not a joke. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you, Bill Maher, <laughs> brother. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, I don't know if I was like I was seeing all of the um kind of all the predictions leading up to the Royal Rumble this year. I might. <laughs> With the full caveat here, I'm a total mark. I know nothing. Like I watch a couple of the paper. I watch single digit pay per views a year. Right. That's that's uh, probably the perfect way to describe your like wrestling fandom. Yes. Is that you're a mark, but you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But there was a lot of stuff about the Rock showing up, and like, man, you say the Rock might show up. I'd kind of like it if The Rock showed up in the middle of this. And you kind of can't help but have your arms crossed. Like, man, would have been cool if The Rock came. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But maybe for WrestleMania. Maybe for WrestleMania. It is in Hollywood this year. And then he tags in Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart has dirt on The Rock or something. I'm convinced. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, should we start talking about draft day? Yes. All right, let's kick I it over to. Movie. <laughs> let's I kick it over so to Motron real fast. <laughs> Draft Day is a 2014 film starring Kevin Costner. It is the final film directed by Ivan Reitman, director of classics like Ghostbusters and other classics like Kindergarten Cop, Twins, My Super Ex Girlfriend, and Dave. <laughs> Dave is a good movie. Fuck everybody who says otherwise. Wait, why did we list Super X Girlfriend before Dave? (laughs) (laughs) He was saving it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Draft Day, uh, the film received mixed to positive reviews with critics uh, with a 60% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Despite its okay reviews, this was a huge box office bomb. It bowed out at $29 million with a $25 million budget. I believe this came in fourth place that opening weekend uh which is rough which granted um they were going up against captain america civil war which of course was going to be number one so like they're kind of assuming but yikes um i i think this is uh we're really 2014 we're really seeing the end of the adult drama right like also it's the end of like the like we're like 10 years past 
when Kevin Costner could have done this movie and it been <laughs> successful. Right, definitely. Uh, what I do think is interesting is this screenplay was actually number one on the blacklist in 2012. The blacklist is a uh, famous Hollywood list of the best unproduced screenplays. This made number one in 2012. Uh, we'll expand on that being interesting a little later. Um, now, normally this is kind of where I list all of the like Sports movie cliches. We don't actually have a ton of them here. Uh, no real inspiring speeches, not a lot of infield action, no devastating injuries that happen on camera. We do get a points on the board here, though, for major big time daddy issues. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner's dad does not show up at the end, though, at the draft day. Like, I'm here, son, at the draft day, because Kevin Costner's old as fuck and his dad is dead. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, his dad does show up. <laughs> Just his dad does show up at the end of the movie. His dad, his dad is in it in the form of ashes. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about. I was like, did I miss? Was there a force ghost? No, no, no. <laughs> the mom walks in halfway through it with him and his ashes. I think it so counts. It counts. <laughs> Um, broad, really high level before we start getting too much into the plot of this movie. I thought this movie was not that bad, but also not very good. Um, I think, um, uh, the cause felt a little, uh, I love, I love my Kevin Costner, little asleep at the wheel here. Lots of people, little sleep at the wheel here. Director Ivan Reitman, maybe a little sleep at the wheel here. He's very old. Uh, also these have the most insane split screens. <laughs> The most insane fucking split screens I've ever seen. Uh, Zach, what were your like very broad, high level thoughts? Um, I didn't think it was good, but I thought it was a solid. It's Saturday afternoon and I'm looking for something to watch while U.S. Marshals is on commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is there a name for that? It's not channel surfing. Like when you're just going back and forth between two on commercial breaks. Yeah. When you're ping ponging. I, I I was reminiscing about the last button on the remote. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, they should list in like descriptions on cable. They should list suggested pairings for movies yes. like this. Yes. Like, yes. Draft day pairs well with uh, yes. you know, the <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, the the negotiator really brings out the Costner performance. <laughs> it's genius. Patrick, what were your uh, your high level thoughts here? Okay. You're chomping at the bit here. I and I feel like we kind of got to talk about the movie before I really of why. Sure. Okay. Now, I will preface this by again, this might be a reason why it didn't do well. That obviously, you know, there's football is not niche. I want to say football is a niche thing. Okay. Right. But draft nerds is sure. I am a huge NFL draft guy. Okay. I love it. It is no joke. My favorite day in the sports calendar is okay. draft day. So I have that in it. That's the name of the movie. It's the name of the movie. This movie, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> okay. I didn't say it's a good movie. What I'm saying is this is a perfect movie (laughs) when you understand when you understand okay 
that this is not a football movie. This is a draft movie. If you go in with that, this movie is perfect. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I must. I feel like you, you obviously have more of a knowledge of the NFL draft mm-hmm. than me. I'm, I'm, I know sports in a very general way, mm-hmm. but I f- suspect this movie. Uh, is to real general managing what lethal weapon is to real policing. <laughs> I mean, e- there are some deals that go down in this movie. Yes, that ha- I, 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 it's not that far off, and that's what makes the draft great. Now you don't it's have the a day of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. he hasn't even considered drafting. He yes. hasn't done any research on this motherfucker. Because <laughs> he, he didn't know he was going to have the pick. He doesn't talk it over with his assistant. He didn't know he was going to have the pick. Here's you know you don't have a baby with Jennifer Gardner like every <laughs> every draft day, but like the actual GMing stuff, and that's what and the human drama of the NFL draft. I, they like kind of nailed it that these are phone calls that happen that entire day. Patrick, not to put you on blast here, but I do have here former Green Bay Packers vice president Andrew Brent criticized draft day as lacking any true depiction of how an NFL team operates leading up to and during the draft and less realistic about business of sports than Jerry Maguire and Moneyball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, what does he know? (laughs) Patrick, have you ever seen the uh, 30 for 30 about the draft that had – there's a Dan Marino, yes. and yep. that's so good. That's, that's awesome. so good. You should have yeah. watched that. <laughs> There's a couple things I would have liked to have watched. <laughs> no, but uh, like, yeah, of, of course, you know they're they're gonna. Right, it's a movie. I'm a, it's a movie. I'm a, we you talked know, about it. I'm all about shooting it up for drama. It, right, and it wouldn't, you know, but like more of the fact where it's like deals are happening. The sure. entire time, yeah. you know, and they're thinking about this stuff and there's dumb reasons why guys move up and down. But I'll get into why this is perfect. Great. And you guys are going to be feeling stupid by the That's end. That's clearly this. what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, OK, so opening of this movie, uh, it's the morning of the 2014 NFL draft. And we know that because there's going to be a little timer telling us that the entire time through the movie. Every scene will open up with how many hours we are from the draft day. OK, stop. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. It's fine. I'm just a thing I noted because that I thought was silly. That's always the thing is on the clock. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The clock is that ticking when the team has to make a pick. Well, I actually think that's that's a good dramatic device, right? Yeah, no, it's a right. ticking clock. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. I did early on. They say draft day two times in the first like five minutes of the movie. And I would like my wife and I were just, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> and then so we were going to keep count of how many times draft day is a total over the course of the movie. It's never said again after those two times. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it is about the draft and it is the day it's happening. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to say a funny thing for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've got, we've got the cause here. Uh, Kevin Costner, of course, in many, many a sport film, uh, kind of, I think, I I think this is kind of like back in the saddle, doing another one, doing another one of these. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he looks tired. He looks (laughs) not that into this. Right. Um, He, uh, I, I do think, Brian, 
I don't know. I do think he probably should have, like, 10 years earlier, it would have been perfect. But I don't necessarily think it's Costner because I think all these actors in this movie are really mm. good actors and none of them are doing their best work. And yeah. I think it's the director. Right. I really all right. do. All right. It's like a low energy something or other. Like, we needed more energy here. Sorry, Here's- Pat is like giving me the, he's throwing a yellow flag. <laughs> Red flag challenge. <laughs> Here's where it is. And this is point one of why this is a perfect movie. Okay. <laughs> and this is why I think it was intentional the way Kevin Costner acted. Okay. Kevin right. Costner, who plays um, Sonny Weaver Jr. Who is fictional, s- correct? Who is fictional. Okay. <laughs> In this, so I'm talking about in the fiction in this movie. Yeah, Sonny Weaver Jr. is not the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. In the fiction of this movie, okay. Do you know who is the GM of the Cleveland Browns in this movie? No, you are. As the audience, you are. You are getting all these little bits of info on these players. They're not saying that Bo Callahan is really a bad – you don't really see Bo Callahan being a bad guy. You're just getting these little stories where you're having to make these decisions on these guys. You're getting a little bit of the Ray Jennings story, the running back with a rap sheet, and then you find out later what it is. You're like, oh, I might take him. You get the Vontae Mack of like, boy, he got kicked out of this game. You know what's it? And you're getting all this information as he gets it, and I don't think they wanted it overplayed. You are the general manager making these decisions. If they could have done a choose your own adventure, that would have been better. <laughs> but that's what this is. I okay. no, I agree. I agree with you in terms of I think the script uh, is not bad, and I like those the element of you're just getting all these pieces, like you said. That's great. Right. I'm just talking about the actual performances themselves <laughs> are are just a little bit like Fair. there's a lot of there's a lot of like solid character actors in this movie doing like really mediocre work Mm -hmm. which let's be real you know is is zach to your point reitman clearly like came up in his walker and was like yeah yeah how old was he when he made this it's very this was his final film he wouldn't actually he passed away last year uh but this he went into retirement after this (laughs) so i will say i I do want to bring up one actor performance and i don't know the actor's name but the guy who played uh the owner I think he plays a fantastic rich guy. That's uh, Frank Langella. And yeah, dude, Zach is now throwing a flag. <laughs> he plays such a good Zach rich guy. Is throwing a hard flag here. Was it, was it, it, there's no way it was in the script that he doesn't take his sunglasses off the entire movie, was it? <laughs> that was a choice, right? That was a choice. They I are in Cleveland. <laughs> Frank Langella is an Oscar winning actor. And I think he's giving his worst work in this movie. Well, then he's got some good work out there because he's <laughs> a great rich guy. You're not supposed to like him. I um okay. Uh, so uh, while we're on the Frank Frank Langella uh, train here, we we meet him early. He's getting on a plane. He's going to New York for the draft. No, to see Spider Man. Turn off the dark, which made me laugh out fucking loud. <laughs> What a great dated but great reference. Great reference. Um, I've ne- I never got to see Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. If you're not familiar, that, of course, was the Spider-Man Broadway show that was around this time and famously kind of a disaster. Every- it had this. It was supposed to have this very impressive wire work uh, that every single person who played Spider-Man got hurt on. 
<laughs> Every single one got really seriously hurt. Yeah, there's a reason you didn't see it, Brian, because it shut down after like a day. It um so my old boss, uh his mother-in-law came to town, wanted to see a show, got them all tickets for Spider-Man, because you like that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he just said, No, please don't say please don't have gotten these for my benefit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, I highly recommend because uh, I, I, I think it's the only like solid footage. Maybe we can see this fucking thing uh, on Letterman. They did a number from it and it's insane. Really? <laughs> it's it sounds like the most like coked out, stoned out thing you could possibly do with Spider-Man. And also fucking Bono did the music for it <laughs> from fucking YouTube. Is it better than the aborted tim burton batman musical with meatloaf singing the music uh i uh i remember that yeah there was a there was a batman musical in the works there are demos out there where meatloaf uh demonstrates if you will those are much better (laughs) (laughs) take with that what you will (laughs) so I do want to talk about when we when we meet the owner character. I forget what his name is. Anthony Molina. He's at uh, a water park. Yes. Oh god, um, a water park that he owns, and he's talking about this big slide mm-hmm. that makes a big splash. And he's saying, "That's what I want you to do, Kevin Costner, to make a big splash." My question for you guys: Did they reverse engineer the setting? Of Absolutely. Absolutely. The city of Cleveland was like, you're going to get this tax break. Make sure they know we have a water park. <laughs> this is going to bring all the people to the to the fucking magical city of Cleveland. They got no, I'm water saying the other way, Brian. I'm saying they wanted him to talk about making a big, big splash. splash. Like, we need a <laughs> metaphor. Let's have it be at a water park. <laughs> They have the only river that catches on fire. They need to, they need to hype up the water in Cleveland. I'm with Brian. No, this was this came down from the state of Ohio. Well, if you want a tax break, show Cleveland's fantastic water park owned by Frank Langella. I like just even in the world of the story. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> Within the reality of the story, he calls his GM to his water park to walk around. Yes. So he can tell him to make a big splash. Yes. <laughs> He's gotta sell the point. <laughs> like he could have told that story in the in his office. <laughs> but you don't see the slide. You don't see the splash. Yeah, you don't see the sun. It's <laughs> motherfuckers in the back of his car, in the back of his limo being I'm gonna bring that motherfucker to my water yeah. park. Just to really <laughs> illustrate hey, the well, point. You could do that when you're a billionaire. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. I am glad that it was closed though, because like the NFL draft happens in April. Like in <laughs> April in Cleveland isn't really water park time. So at least anytime never- is water park time in the magical city of Cleveland. Believe <laughs> baby. Um uh switching gears a little bit here we also get the the jennifer garner storyline here uh jennifer garner is in the cause's house they're a little mad at each other i don't think we get all the details here right those are revealed a little later in the movie correct uh emily and i played um the game that's always fun to play uh when you have uh actors with a large age difference of like is this ex-wife or daughter (laughs) I the first time I saw this movie, I thought it was his daughter for like half of it. It's uh neither. They're fucking currently. Correct. 
this was not written for someone as old as Costner, right? This was <laughs> no, no. Like GMs are usually older, but this is like supposed to be right. someone in their forties. Yeah, I think. I Probably. think. I mean, this was not, uh, not yeah. someone in their sixties. Yeah, <laughs> this is kind of supposed to be Brad Pitt and Moneyball. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah, let's do Moneyball because that's a really good movie. <laughs> I fucking love Moneyball too. Um, but uh, poor Jennifer Garner, I think, in this movie, and I'm not saying Jennifer Garner is great. Uh, not maybe not one of the greats, but uh, just I don't know if this blacklist version of the screenplay had more for that character to do aside from like look to camera and be like, I know football. <laughs> There's a lot okay. of those. <laughs> So I need I need to because it's the one part of the movie I don't like. <laughs> so uh, Coach Penn, who is uh, Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary, love Dennis Leary. Sorry, just have, to throw that in there. He's great. So they have this like lunch scene. Oh, I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And Dennis Leary is trying to be like, you don't know football because you're a girl. <laughs> You're a lady. You don't know football. So he's listening off all this terminology of why he doesn't like rookie quarterbacks. And Jennifer Garner handles like the salary cap for the Browns. So he's he's listening to all this football terminology. And he ends it with this long play call. And he goes, do you know what I mean? Like saying you obviously don't know what I mean. And she goes, don't patronize me. I know exactly what you mean. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> Not because you're a female. It's because those are nonsense words. Because that was Moon Man talk. <laughs> to anybody outside of the offense, those words mean nothing. Bill Belichick, who's the greatest coach of all time, those words don't mean anything to him because that's not the <laughs> offense he runs. So the play he calls is, you ready for this? Ready? I'm going to actually close my eyes so you can tell I'm not reading it. <laughs> okay, right. the play he calls is... Um, double X jet ice cream, 36 counter naked waggle at 16, nine Tennessee free. Okay. Is the play that he calls a couple things in there. Okay. No one knows what ice cream is. You can't <laughs> possibly know what ice cream is. Also, there's two words in it, naked and waggle. Those contradict each other in football terminology. <laughs> you can't run in a, a waggle and a naked in the same play. Those are, those contradict each other. So, uh, but pretty much so when you're outside of the offense, no, you don't know what that means. No one knows what it means unless you're running that offense. That's funny. Was that a joke by the screenwriters? Maybe like they, I don't they were think like, so. He says it contradictory. Really, they, he says it really fast. So I think they're just like football word, football word, football word. Mumbo jumbo. Um, the whole thing with Dennis Leary's performance in this for me is, uh, uh, it lets his performance more of the characters like, Oh man, that's basically the Philip Seymour Hoffman character, Moneyball. Moneyball's a real good fucking movie. I wish I was watching Moneyball. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman in Moneyball is much less likable than uh, Dennis Leary in this. I don't, you know, it's... Not that he's super likable, but I just remember Philip Seymour Hoffman being like... Right. Really unlikable in that movie. I love that performance in Moneyball so much of just over it. Like just yeah, over it. And like you can see there's like a shell of a man that's been crushed by bureaucracy a little bit <laughs> and yeah. he's kind of given right. up. Dennis Leary well, is, hey, remember me? I'm I stole Bill Hicks's whole thing. Well, I, yeah, it's it's not fair to compare Dennis Leary to Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> when it comes to acting. But like so. it is at the end, like 
as a fan, and these movies are obviously very one-sided in their yeah. storytelling between a general manager and a coach when you're following the general manager the entire time. And it's like, why doesn't the coach just – well, no. The coach is the one that knows the strategies. Like, the GM doesn't – It's that's such, like, a thing of the – successful organizations the gm and the head coach are on the same fucking page and the gm should listen to the coach on what he thinks like, right right he's the one who's done that stuff so that always bothers me but um so there is uh the kind of the um the thing that sets the whole plot into gear is uh costner makes a rough deal with the uh, seattle seahawks manager Yep. Um, so he's going to get the cause is going to get the number one draft pick this year, uh, which will let them pick up the big, strong football guy that everybody likes. That's Bo Callahan. But in exchange, Pat, you uh, you might have picked this up better than I did. They're giving up like the next three years of picks. How does that work? Right. So you can trade picks for as long into the future as you want. Fucking you full have bullshit monopoly picks. style. Yes. And it's funny because it's now like people are realizing like the Rams who won the Super Bowl last year, their coach is quoted saying, F them picks. I'm going to trade these picks for guys that I know are good instead of Mm. rolling the dice on these guys. So that's how they kind of built themselves. Now, again, you end up having to pay them eventually, but you go on these little runs and get a Super Bowl every five years because you can just reload and, you know, just just get these guys. So what the what he did there was he. At first, he wanted uh, the next their number one that year and the number one the next year, and then the the pancake eating shit that keeps coming up is the funniest yeah. shit in any fucking movie ever. <laughs> but then he hangs up on him, whatever. What are you than the bunk beds, Step Brothers, Patrick? <laughs> when he calls him a pancake eating motherfucker at the very end, <laughs> I lose it every time. It's so great. Um, but no, so he ends up trading away their first-round pick the year that they're drafting now, That this the following one, and the year after. So the number one picks, whenever the Browns are slated to pick, that pick now goes to the Seahawks. So the Seahawks will get two first-round picks. Got it. Um, is that – that's a bad trade, yes? Based not on the if, reactions of the people in the film? Not if not if, the, if Bo Callahan turned out to be Correct. John Elway, that's not a bad trade. And this is Got where it. the movie gets kind of like – it was of to move up to get a franchise quarterback, like that happens all the time where guys Got will overpit. So they actually mention it, and it's it's one of those things that I always roll my – of football, and they just – Stop the movie in, in its track and goes football story. <laughs> they mention it. It's like what did the what did the Redskins give up to move up to two a couple years ago? It was like two ones in a second. He's like, well, shit. Well, I do that. So they'll do that to go and get a franchise quarterback. No one's gonna do that to go get an outside linebacker. <laughs> like they, but got it. Won't, won't and also, start. more often than not, the quarterback turns out to not be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right, and it's all it's all crapshoot. It really is. So that's why it's it's kind of becoming a new trend of you know people are saying, "F them picks <laughs> like this." Right? Like they're <laughs> they're so they're so overvalued. It's crazy, especially in the Money NFL. Because how many how many rounds of dra- in the draft in the NFL? Seven, seven rounds yep. in the NBA. You have two rounds. Two, correct. Right. Because there's so many less players on each team in right. the NBA. Right. But like the picks are way more meaningful in, yes. that, for, in the, the top 10 of the. I mean, that's. Correct. Yep. 
Um, so, Brian, oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I have a quick question no. for you, Brian. Yeah. When you see these team names in this movie, like Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, is that just gobbledygook to you? Is that just totally meaningless? <laughs> I exist in the world, and I have been a subject to NFL branding my entire life. No, no, but I mean, but I mean, when you hear the name, like you don't have a connotation of. Um, I guess yeah. I I couldn't tell you. I can. I can't really tell you what's a very good team, what's a not so good team. Um, so then don't you don't know how ridiculous it is that in this movie the Cleveland Browns have an illustrious history. Yeah. No, don't. I kind of knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go through that, and it's just like they go through their history. And the Browns were very good. The Ravens. Well, yes. <laughs> so the Browns, Cleveland lost their team. They moved to Baltimore. Right, okay, right. I'm remembering this, and they got it. Yeah, right. And they were very good. They never won the Super Bowl. They're always close. Like yeah. Elway yeah. beat them a couple times. Like they were, they were always in the in the conversation. And then, so they moved away. And then a couple years later, the NFL goes, "All right, Cleveland, you can have your team back." But they didn't bring the Ravens back. They had to start basically from ground zero and like build. It's a real Billy been... Corgan playing with the Smashing <laughs> yes. Pumpkins, but it's a completely yes. different lineup back there. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> and they've been bad ever since. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the organization that is currently the Cleveland Browns does not have uh illustrious history. No all. legendary players no. or coaches. Was, they've I been around sitting... for our lifetime. Like yeah. we're older sitting... than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch going, I didn't think the Browns were very good. <laughs> The one thing the movie really gets, though, is like Jacksonville being the uh, <laughs> the punching bag. Right, right. Um, well, this uh, is this, yes. Cleveland getting the seventh pick is pretty good for that. That's yeah. a successful. So the way it works is the worst rec team with the record gets the first pick, and then Got so it. on. Super Bowl champion gets the last pick. Got and it. So on Makes and so you know. Um. Um. This was interesting. Uh, when this was written, this movie was written for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it was changed to the Browns because it was cheaper to film in the Cleave. <laughs> well, also, wasn't it the... Plus, you the, can get that water park. <laughs> the Seahawks were, were the Jets. Got it. In the okay. Uh, okay. original interesting. version. Got it. Interesting. But, like, also, like... We don't see like much of downtown Cleveland. Like you can no. just yeah, right. No, it's all it's the Bills it's all in sets. but it's all sets. But they do you no, they actually do use the Browns' actual facility. Really? Oh, yes. weird. Wow. Oh, weird. I yep. assumed that was green screen behind them in the um... no. There are some absolute green screen. First, I, I bet they're, they're they weren't given complete access to right. the Browns' facility. But imagine how. So, so what we've learned. Or what you've taught me about the Browns and their history. Uh, how excited were they to be prominently featured in a major motion picture starring Kevin Costner, only to see this be a massive box office? <laughs> it's so Browns. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Browns. Okay, uh, so Chadwick Boseman, uh, he was going to be Costner's number one pick. Um, I guess he knew that. Is that what so, he knew? All right, he was going to be the seventh. The seventh. The Browns had the Got seventh it. pick. Got and it. He thought, and the the way the draft works is, you know, you kind of. I always say is it funny watching the draft 
the first like three picks every year, you know who's taking who. Sure, sure. So me and my buddies always have this time of year when we're watching the draft together. It's like after this pick, you know, you just see it. He's like, all right, now the draft actually starts. Got so it. what Bozeman did was he looked at the mock drafts, he says it, and if he goes past Cleveland at seven, he's going to fall to the late Got teens. It. And every pick is slotted with guaranteed money. Got Number it. one pick gets paid most, and then it's like millions and millions of dollars go down as you get further and further in the draft. Got so it. So that he was begging to be the seventh overall pick. Right. Got Cleveland. It. Cleveland is is taking a chance if they take him at seven. Yes. Got because no one else values him as much as they do. Correct. Got it. Okay. Um. Now, so well, I quick as he he plays for Ohio State. I saw that. I am a massive Ohio State fan. All right. He, he says, you know, you need a lightning quick outside linebacker who plays well in the 3-4. Ohio State has never run a 3-4. Go ahead. <laughs> I was noting when we meet Chadwick Bozeman, he's in the car on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, and we have his kids in the back seat so that we know he's nephews. a good family man who deserves this. It's his nephews. Good family uncle who deserves right. this. <laughs> As opposed to the asshole who's going to get a <laughs> asshole who doesn't deserve it. <laughs> He kind of does come off as an asshole. I mean, he sounds, you know. They do a good job of making all the all the possible draftees both have good and bad about them. Correct. Sure, they do a good job of that. Because you're the GM. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, okay, so Bozeman at one point tells Costner to re-watch him versus Callahan. I'm going to admit, I lost the thread a little bit on the okay. storyline. I got a new phone today and I'm right. playing with it. Okay, <laughs> I'll explain it. Now, first off, Wisconsin having a draftable quarterback is laughable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first overall, it's crazy because they just run the ball and all that stuff, whatever. Past that. Okay, so he tells him to go back and watch Callahan's performance against them. So, uh, Vontae Mack sacks Callahan four times. Are we frozen? Are you, okay. No, I'm here. So, he, uh, he tells go watch it, and then watch what happens. So, after the first sack, he sacks him, um, and then the next play, Callahan gets nervous and throws the ball away. Got and it. then they do it again, and the same thing happens. And then he gets it, whatever, and it's – they talk about that Callahan threw the game-winning touchdown pass in that game. He goes, all right, play that back. What's missing? And they go on the thing about the fullback, right. all this stuff, whatever. He goes, there's no Vontae. Because Vontae had got kicked out of the game earlier. Right, right, right. Because when he scored a touchdown, he gave the football to his dying sister. Now, right. the walls at Ohio State being blue also bothered the fuck out of me. But <laughs> as well as and then touches the ref and gets thrown out of the game. You're, you're, I was going to say, I also like the idea that that like he gave the ball to his dying sister, got kicked out of the game, and that wasn't a huge story that <laughs> yeah, we right. all know already. <laughs> I also love that uh, this like this is delivered from Costner with the power of remember back in the MySpace days, you could like there were kind of these chain letters that you could repost. And there was one like anti-bullying one that I saw someone post. And it was all these examples of like that girl you said looked ugly. Her mom has cancer. <laughs> like, this was delivered with that level yes. of power. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where is he? He was giving the football to his dying sister. Right, right. 
shut up. I like this movie. <laughs> Pat, we talk yeah. this way about Smallville. A show I know, I know, love. I know, I know. This is just how we talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Smallville, Tom Welling is mad. <laughs> He's in real is good he... shape, though. At least yeah, his upper yeah. body. This is post Smallville. Oh, yes, by by four years, three years, four years. Yeah, Smallville like, that. Small yeah. like two, two, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, no. So it would have ended in two, uh, 2012. So two years after. Yeah. Okay. I almost didn't recognize him. You know, uh, he does Tom not Welling, look. Like he does in Smallville. In Smallville, he's got these beautiful locks of black hair that are, are trimmed real, real tight. Was this supposed to be a bigger role? That thing yeah, got axed down? Why is it Tom? Why did Tom do that? Why did Tom end 10 years on a TV show to then do this? I, I got some possible answers for you. First of all, I bet you there's at least one scene on the cutting room floor. Yeah, there's got Maybe it. two. Um, but also, I think uh, there's not a lot of actors who look like professional sure. NFL players who are built like that. So that's probably right. narrows down the, the field a little bit. Right. I know six, he... five played Superman. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, to catch him. He's the quarter, the current quarterback for the Cleveland Browns who was five and one and then got hurt. And then their season kind of got derailed. The assumption being that the Browns now traded up to take his replacement Bo Callahan. Got it. Right. And he's mad, mad. about that. Um, we'll see later, uh, just while we're on the Tom Welling train here, we'll watch later during the titular draft day. Uh, he's on the couch watching with his family. Uh, oh, and they're celebrating when the good thing happens. And it's a little like, okay. <laughs> well, I can't say I had a, I can't say I had much emotional stake in Tom Welling's well-being in this story. I think you could have cut. You could have. Did you hear the story about him giving the hundred-dollar bill back, Brian? That is so cool. I don't, <laughs> Brian. Okay. This man, listen, and I get you know, I'm poor, poor NFL guy, you know, whatever. Okay, you trade teams. You're moving to you're moving your family to a different city completely. Sure, you sure. could be moving across the you know, that's a stressful kind no, of situation where fair. if they take or you're not playing and not getting paid as much, you know, that kind of that kind of deal. So um, I'm not I'm also, not saying in reality, but like within the, the uh, confines of the move, like who the fuck is this guy again? <laughs> like if I didn't know that was Tom Welling, I'd be like, Who the fuck is this guy again? What what's he why is he so happy? <laughs> See, but I do think that's why they put all these little stories about him being cool mm-hmm. in there. So, so you're like, yeah, I, I like that, that story. I don't think I put together it was him. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Were you playing video games while you watched this movie? <laughs> no, I, honest to God, I was fully watching this fucking movie. Oh, my God. It's Learn character names. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Learn character names. There are a lot of characters talked about in this um, movie. Mm. Uh, so at the same time, Callahan's character comes into question, his moral character. I have a question here. Now, Patrick, I heard your point about kind of like, hey, we hear the flip side, we hear a good right. side, we hear a bad side. Do you think this started with the Callahan's uh, teammates didn't come to his birthday party? <laughs> Do you think they maybe named something more specific and the NFL was like, if you want our money, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 
you know, we're gonna like, soften this down. A the lot. NFL is really present in this. Oh, movie. they're yes. very much in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, one uh, critic for Slate described this movie as characters just talking the plot at each other while wearing logos and standing in front of more logos. <laughs> They're not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you? What was the point before? What did you say before? Just was. Did they name something oh, a little probably. more specific? Probably. <laughs> and then the NFL went. But like, no, don't do that. Right. But there are like dumb stories like that that come out every year before the draft. Sure. Sure. Like, That's uh, fair. Guys, you gonna say something? Zach? No, no, no. Go ahead. So like. Uh, Top of my head, like the craziest one I could was uh, Laramie Tunsil was supposed to be the first pick of the draft. Um, uh, offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. And it was 13 minutes before the draft started. Uh, this video of him on Twitter popped up of him smoking weed out of a gas mask. Okay. It just like popped up. And then like another tweet popped up that of his like screenshots that he like took money at Ole Miss. So he dropped from like consensus number one pick and lost. Then, you know, he ended up getting picked 13. Now he's had a great NFL career overall, but um, dropped down to 13th. And it came out that it was his financial advisor that leaked the stuff because he fired him like the day of the draft. It's like, buddy. Oh, interesting. <laughs> fire him tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he felt, you know, so there's crazy. Now, like, we and like friends not coming to your birthday parties. <laughs> little on the subject of the nfl like putting the kibosh on things and yep. creative endeavors you guys both might be too young for this but when i was in high school espn released their first fiction series the first dramatic series and it was an hour-long tv show called playmakers oh okay i remember yeah it was essentially like any given sunday but a tv show right I, so I it was like a very gritty look at it wasn't NFL, but it was a professional football team mm-hmm. with all the like drug addiction and all the terrible stuff. And the NFL was like, you got to get rid of that show or you don't get the show <laughs> yeah. anymore. NFL game. <laughs> and they canceled the show. Oh, it was good wow. too. It was well-received. It was high rated, mm-hmm. but the NFL's like, you're going to lose the NFL if you don't get rid of this fucking. Right. Wow. They yeah. do. They do stuff like that. All the, and like the Madden franchise has gone to like shit. Cause the NFL now it's NFL and EA Sports. They have exclusive to, to right. do it. They're the only ones that can make an NFL game. But like, I remember like as a kid playing mad. It's like a guy got hurt. Like the ambulance would come out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Or like no, they, the helmet would pop off. Or like yeah, like, like, like guys get diagnosed with concussions in the game anymore. Like it's, now yeah. Now happen. the players the players get up and their digital guy moves towards the screen. And goes I think I'm smarter now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, NFL. Thank you, NFL. This is well, good I mean, for my brain. That was remember when, like in video games, that was the highlight when you like you get the ambulance, or in the NHL yes. game when you fight someone. Yes. When, what, I mean, like clearly that explains where the fuck NFL blitz went. Yes. <laughs> yes. NFL is like no mass. Yeah. I fucking right, love NFL, NFL blitz. NFL oh, blitz was was NFL arcade blitz. football to yeah. its purest. Of like you could like the play would be over and you could just run oh. into guys. Oh, you could Incredible. tackle dude like this pass interference. You could tackle anyone at the field. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. 
um i I, many many years ago patrick and i were playing uh mutant league football together (laughs) uh which came out for switch there's the old original sega game which is very good and then they released this modern 3d one for nintendo switch that isn't great uh but we were playing it and uh we're we're in our parents basement and uh i do something stupid uh football for the record it's like monsters playing football i do something real stupid and pat is like brian you can't do next play patrick steps on landmines that are on the field (laughs) it's like patrick you can't step on landmines (laughs) oh it's great describe that story is better than the game actually is, but the original <laughs> Sega one is great. <laughs> um, so anything else we need to go over before we get into the actual draft day? Diddy's um, here. P. Diddy's okay. here. Okay. So here's, here's it's, it's a quick line for me. When uh, Diddy plays uh, Bo Callahan, the quarterback's agent. Right. Okay. And they're in like a hotel room getting ready for him to go to the draft. And like picking the shirt as he's talking to him. It's such a great small line that I doubt you guys even might have picked up on. But he's called he he starts talking to Bo Callahan and they're going through it. And he's giving generic lines that anybody would give. Diddy holds up the sign that says his dad, because his dad had just passed in this movie. And he goes, Oh, and my condolences on your father. Cosner's character goes. Thanks for saying that, Bo. Hey, thank Chris for me, too. <laughs> uh, he knew. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm like, it was great. It's awesome. That's so, yeah. very funny. I, I have just a couple general observations before we get into the specifics. Yeah. Um, and this is not a criticism only of this movie. This is almost every movie. When In a movie, when they have newscasters or sportscasters, the copy that they're reading almost... <laughs> Never sounds anything like something an actual sportscaster would say. <laughs> and I don't know why they don't go to actual writers of these things to look over the script and like just right. make it sound more like. Right. Or just have the guy who does it. Because <laughs> those are right. the guys who call them to draft. Those are the. They right. use those guys. But yeah. No, yeah. And uh, like obviously the acting is not great, but like. Right. The, the words they're reading right, never sound just, like real. It is right. work. It's like any movie with a news report. Yep. It's like, what? That's not what they talk right. like on the news. I mean, is it, yeah, is it? I mean, well, frequently, at least for news reports, da, 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 here's a bunch of exposition. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they're doing here. the audience. Yeah. Right. And then well, before we get into the draft part, there is one other character, uh, the running back, Ray Jennings, uh, played by Arian Foster, who is a real NFL running back, uh, whose dad is Terry Crews. That's the guy that Penn wants to take the Dennis Leary wants them to take him because they need Got a running it. back. Got it. Um, let's see here. So then we get to the actual uh draft day. Um it's uh they don't take Callahan in the their as their first pick. Um, and then uh everyone is mad. Tom yes. Welling is happy. Yes. Um Chadwick Bozeman is happy. Yes. Because um, now Chadwick Bowman's getting paid, paid now. Right. He's got the first Got, pick. It. got it. Now, again, you don't trade away three years of your future to get a guy you can get at that spot anyways. They're kind of right. reaching for that. That's why everybody's like pissed. Like, why didn't you take this guy? Right. Um. So. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> 
and Tom Welling's happy because he gets to keep his job. Right. Chad right. Bozeman's happy. He didn't have to move his family. Everyone Ugh. else is mad. Right. Uh, and uh, so I still can't think of what the fuck right, I was going to so say. What I will say, it's, it's one of the coolest parts of the movie is that he has this – he writes something down on this green piece of paper in the morning in like the opening scene of the movie. He writes something down, folds it up, puts it in his pocket. Right. And it keeps coming. Like you keep seeing it. You can see characters open whatever. When he takes Vante, he throws the piece of paper onto like the table in front of all of them. Dennis Leary opens it up and it said, Vante Mac, no matter what. Because no matter what happens today, I'm taking him. And he just kept, you always see him taking, you know, keep looking at it through the whole time. That's such like a cool moment of like, no, that's my guy. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to take him. <laughs> then why did he trade for the number one? I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing, too. Like, that's like, I think it's a big risk. None of it is planned out before him. He's reacting. He's right. being very reactionary to it because, like, he's he's with Jennifer Garner going, well, I just kind of just fucked that up. Right. But whatever. And then the guy comes busted in saying, Callahan still hasn't been picked. Oh, we didn't mention uh, Jennifer Garner is uh, pregnant with Kevin Costner's sixty yeah, something year old baby. <laughs> now the baby's not sixty something, Kevin. I, I don't fucking know. Oh, I don't know about that. Speaking of really old people, uh, Bo Callahan is like almost as old as Whitney Fordman. That's a little reference <laughs> to Callahan <Nick> people. <laughs> he does not look like he's right out of college. Um. So then I I think. Is this we get to the the big last minute the climactic trade, which is a the scene from Moneyball where Brad Pitt is at his desk having like and there's like three phone right. lines. They've stretched it out and made it a not as good finale for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's going up against the guy from the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, so and he goes. He calls, who's a bad guy because he's on a different team, even though correct. he has the same job as Costner. <laughs> correct. So he gets he ends up being able to work it out with Jacksonville. And this is where it kind of like this is where it does happen. Where, like, even after you pick, you got to find out like who's taking what. If they're gonna take my guy, I got to get ahead of him. Sure. So sure. he jumps up. He talks to Jacksonville with that young guy. Now you don't really trade the six pick for like three number two picks, whatever. <laughs> but he jumps ahead of the Seahawks because now the Seahawks are able to trade back, get all these future picks, and the best quarterback. So they're about to get up. So he has to jump in front of him. He works with Jacksonville. Now he has to talk to now he's trying to bait Seattle to take his pick and give him the picks that he traded back. Got it. Right. Um I love and, the draft. Uh, those, <laughs> those insane fucking split screens are happening. There is a split screen in this. So they the split screens could and I I understand I awesome. the impulse here of like this movie is a lot of conversations on right. the phone. Right. And so there's maybe some need to flash it up here. I don't know if it was the right call. Um, they frequently have like over the, the traditional like half frame split screen, like Costner's shoulder will be over it. Uh, at one point, we see a split screen. We see Costner yeah. walking down a hallway, Dennis Leary talking in front of a whiteboard, and then a, a blue, a green screen oh. Costner walks in front of the frame and then down through it and then into the room, and it's the most disorienting thing I've ever seen. It happens a couple times. He's talking to the GM for the uh, Chiefs who's trying to trade for uh, Brian Drew, 
and they're on the phone, and he walks like through the frame past Costner, and he walks back into his frame as they switch frames. Emily, Emily was on the couch with me, not really watching it. She was working. She looked up from a computer one time it happened. I just she, she just goes, "What? What? What?" <laughs> well, you see, in the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> This, um, this movie made me really note that uh, acting a phone call is not easy. No, definitely, definitely. Some of these people do it way better than others, and I, I I like the climactic moments. I like that whole thing, even if it's absurd. I liked it, but I feel like the the Seahawks GM guy. I need. I don't know if it was his acting or the directing, but I needed more. I needed more there. Why do I hate this man? Because <laughs> <laughs> he he's a pancake eating motherfucker. <laughs> just also doing his job and likes pancakes. Has the same job as Costner. Has the same things he needs to do. Probably has guys he really wants. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck but that guy. He took advantage of Kevin Costner because his dad died. <laughs> That's pretty shitty. <laughs> pretty shitty. Um, and I uh, guess that's the movie, right? We get a Costner yeah. uh, goes to his mom. Costner's Costner is sixty years old in this movie and is really worried about his parents. Yeah, <laughs> really, really yeah. like my mom might be mad at me. His mom gives uh, me a lot of shit. <laughs> well, she gives Jennifer Garner a lot of shit, right? Because she's the side piece. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, we, but we do get the reveal of like, you're going to be a okay. grandma. Okay. I'm 60. Right. <laughs> She's 18 years younger than me. Um, so the way it worked out was that, uh, they took Bozeman. They were able to get Seattle to move up to their pick, give them all their picks back. And he was able to get another player and then move back one pick and take Ray Jennings. And so they got basically three players when they only had one pick to start the day. Got it. it. it but it does seem like a weird move to take Bozeman at number one. Like, wouldn't you take Still Bo Callen and then trade him? Yes. For Bozeman and like, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Or you so, don't do it. Just take Bozeman. Like, no. No. Yeah. It's just, weird. And again, he didn't plan it. He just kind of reacted. He saw the hole and he took it. But like. Yeah, don't move. You'd be a clown. Um, anybody have any uh, stray notes, stray thoughts okay. that we didn't cover? Okay. The ending, the yeah. ending of the entire movie, and this is what makes it a perfect movie. Okay, <laughs> and it's not a good thing to say it this way, but what the best part about this movie is what it didn't have. Okay, which isn't always a great thing to say about a movie, but here it is. They don't tell you how it pans out. Sure. You don't, we don't know. They don't come with some stupid blurbs like, Bo Callahan was a bust. And he Which was we right. on this right. show are officially against blurbs for fictional people. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Totally. Great <laughs> position. I am yeah. 100% uh, yes. there with you. Yes. Okay. So, no blurb, no, like, you don't see them playing. That to me encapsulates, encapsulates the essence of the NFL draft. You don't know. Sure. We can think that night if it's great. Everybody thinks, oh, this is gonna this is a home run. We just nailed that we're gonna win the Super Bowl. But you don't know. And they don't 
shove that down your throat at the very end of like, oh, he was right. They won the Super Bowl. No, it's just it just ends. And I think that's perfect. My my one caveat to the ending would be um, it, you, it it's really clear in that final shot that Chadwick Boseman is shorter than everyone else by like <laughs> five or six inches. And isn't he playing a linebacker? A linebacker, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he says he's 6'4 at one point in the movie. Oh. <laughs> Very much not. Yeah. Um, um, let me make I sure that. I didn't miss. I thought there was one more thing I wanted to say. I do too. Oh, I, there was a line um, where uh, Costner is talking to the Seattle Seahawks guy, telling him about the like the trade or whatever. And uh, Costner's like, "I checked all the chat rooms." <laughs> yeah, 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 chat room. Chat yeah. He's sixty. Give him a break. Okay. <laughs> he also says, "Don't Twitter." But that, Don't that was Twitter. intentional, right? That's, whatever yeah. that means, yes. right? I'm old. All right. Um, two more things, real quick. Okay, when they start the draft, the commissioner walks out. Mm-hmm. And is like saying that the draft has started. Okay, they're cheering like, "Hey, commissioner's here! We're starting the draft." One hundred percent of the time, he gets booed the shit out of. Boo! Like everybody hates Roger Goodell. Like there's not a single fan base that likes this guy. They all boo the shit up. And now he's getting lame where he's like pretending to be in on the joke. Mm, when he right. walks up and goes, oh yeah, come on, give it to me. I could take it. Whatever. It's like, no, you're just being lame, whatever. Also too, and this has gone through the new format of the way the draft works now is where they go first round on Thursday night. The next two rounds are on Friday night. And then the last three are on Saturday throughout the day. It used to be the draft to a Saturday morning and they just went until they got tired and then finished it on Sunday. <laughs> and it was awesome. It was a grind, whatever. But like, here's the big part of it. It's like the GM's job after round one is very far from done. <laughs> yeah. like, most of the work is still ahead of him when this movie ends. Right. <laughs> you still have like six more picks to make, dude. Like, and that's where you like build your team. Like you make the splash in round one, but like these are the guys you need to make your team good are coming up. So you're just walking home with Jennifer Gardner's not happening. You're going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, while we're on the subject of Roger Goodell, I do want to say a lot of people play themselves in this movie and i actually think he acquits himself quite nicely more than most he has like one line of dialogue but it right. seemed natural it was I mean, not he's a robot anyways so yeah. Like, yeah he nailed yeah he was the best actor because he played himself really well just dry and unlikable <laughs> <laughs> Um, we didn't uh, we didn't mention uh, Griffin Newman is in this movie as the mousy intern. Uh, he's great. He's always great. He's of course the host of uh, the Blank Check podcast, which is incredibly good. Uh, and hey, that kid's going places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he did he did well. He he, yeah, he put yeah. it himself. Um, who else is in this movie? Because there's a lot of I like the investigator is the uh, the guy who finds out that no one went to his birthday party. That guy's. He was the cameraman in Scream. He was okay. the handicapped brother in the, There's Something About Mary. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't, wow. Wow. Um, no, he's, uh, he's got incredible insights. 
I've got uh, Kevin Dunn appears in this for a moment. Yeah, but uh, he has like one line. They're wasting I know. him. It's uh, Emily Who's wondered that? if the uh, Kevin Dunn. It's he's in it for a second. He's in like Veep. <laughs> he's the guy who who gets the pick. With Kevin oh, Costner talking with the pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Emily actually wondered, and I think she's maybe right here. I wonder if this had the same casting director as Veep, because uh, there's a lot of Veep people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of sprinkled throughout. Um, yeah, one of the one of the guys in the war room is from Veep. Timothy Simmons. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm looking through. I'm not. I'm not recognizing many other names on the cast list here. Any of the any of the as himselfs. I'm. <laughs> yeah. Chris Berman. Chris Berman's in it. Yeah, Terry Crews. Terry Crews, but not as himself. Not as himself, but as his, yeah, Berman, J, uh, John Gruden, who turns out to be a real piece of shit. Um, not for football things, for like <laughs> real like asshole. Like, boy howdy. Um, what yeah, is the? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Sam. What's his fame? He has one one scene. Um, Sam Elliott. Oh right, Sam Elliott's in here for one scene. He's like the uh, college. Co- he's the college coach oh, of Bo yeah, Callahan. Yeah. yeah, what the hell is he doing here for a scene? What is yeah, happening with yeah. the casting of this movie? I like in that scene he's talking. He's talking while his team is practicing behind. Yeah, that him doesn't happen ever. Yeah. But and also but he's, he's facing away. He yeah. ends the call and he turns to him and goes, "You guys look like shit out there. Like you weren't right. even watching. You weren't even watching. You were facing the other way." And it's April. <laughs> College teams are not practicing in April. Yeah. That's illegal. <laughs> he coaches for the Arena League in the, in I the guess spring. So. I guess so. Because, my um, God. The I'm CFL. Putting... But he does a great angry hang-up. Yeah. I know, yeah. Audio. And then, like, it made, like, a click. Yeah, right. He threw it down. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'm flipping through the um, the Wikipedia right now, just seeing if there's anything interesting, guys. This uh, I mentioned this came like fourth in the box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was beat by the horror film Oculus by uh, Mike Flanagan, uh, which woof, that is a cheap little movie, but horror does well at the box office. Rio Two, the Blue Parrot movie, <laughs> and then at number one, Captain. Or sorry, this is Captain America: The Winter Soldier in its second week at number one. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, why why do you guys think it did so poorly? Because it's uh, it's again, like I said, it's such a niche thing. Is like there are diehard football fans that don't care about the draft. Sure. So like you are probably cutting like your NFL base in half, or they're like see who their team picks in the first round, and they won't watch the whole thing. So like I, it's not. I also think. But Moneyball was a huge hit, and that's just about math. <laughs> but I think a big part of it is a lot of people who are real nerds about this stuff don't want to see a fictional right version sure. of it. Right. Like, and like Moneyball was based on a true story. Right. Um, sure. Right. And I so assume also little... Moneyball maybe had some word of mouth of like, Fox movie's really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh oh, we but made also... a good one. <laughs> and Brad Pitt also has significantly more star power than 2014 uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. <laughs> oh, I do want to mention this too. Uh, you mentioned the dollar bill trick, the $100 bill trick in the playbook yeah. in the yeah. back. There is a somewhat kind of real story with that 
was uh, Jamarcus Russell, who's one of the biggest draft busts of all time. He was picked number one overall, and he was terrible. Um, they used to, like they were convinced that he wasn't watching film, so they would send him home with blank DVDs. <laughs> and they're like, "What you think of like the Nick? What you like it? You know, out of that package?" He goes, "Oh, I liked it all." <laughs> <laughs> it was blank. <laughs> Great. Great. That was fantastic. Busted. Busted. Got him. Um, so Zach, what we uh what we do when we come to the end of the show is we try to give the movie a rating, but we rate the movie as a score from the sport that it is based on. So we need to score this movie as if it were a football game. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Are they the winning team or the losing? Like who's the winning is a good movie. We okay. get both scores. Like, is it a close game? Is it a, right. you know, it's a, um, the, or, or Patrick to make it more appropriate. Do we, uh, name where this is as a draft pick? A hunt, that's what I was going to do. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say as a score, this is an NFL tie. <laughs> Those happen. No. Okay. That might be more exciting. Here's, here's, I thought about this a lot today. This is a, just wait. This is a first round draft pick. Not in the top. Listen, listen, not in like the top 15. Okay. So you're thinking 16 to 32 and a team is reaching for a need. So this team needs a left tackle. I'm just going to trade up to go get a left tackle. So we need a movie. We need a movie about a draft. We're going to go get it. You know what? Good it's enough for me. Reach at like I, seventeen, but like we need it, so we're gonna go take it. I think this is like they took it in the third round, and they could have gotten it in the fourth. Yeah. But <laughs> but it went on to be a player who played for many years. <laughs> Never that's my, good. and that's and many years means kind of on rotation on FX during the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping this movie alive, god damn it. Just whenever U.S. Marshals is at commercial break. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll flip hit the last button on that remote in time to see one of those crazy fucking split screens. Uh, Patrick, yes. you have a trivia question for me? I do. I'm a, I'm, can I be like a phone a friend since I'm kind of in the middle here? Sure. I think you should participate in both. Help. Yeah, participate yeah. in both. Yeah, And if you have a question, go ahead and because you're not going to get this one. <laughs> All right. The first player ever drafted in the NFL. Oh, fuck. His, wait. Okay, because I'm going to make it easier. Of course, there's of course. no way you'd get it. <laughs> right. Okay. His name is Jay Burwanger. What college did he go to? Okay. Now, Zach, we have a rule. You have to take a you guess. You have to guess. You can't say I don't know. Right. The first player ever taken. Can you Can you tell us what year the draft was? Um, I can look it up, but his name was Jay Burwanger. Burwanger. Hmm. I say that like it'll help me get it. I now here's the thing. This is going to be from like a bigger college. Right? Ivy, League. Ivy League. I'm also thinking Ivy League. It's an Ivy League school. Do we just go Yale? <laughs> was Yale the shitty one or the good one in that? I don't know. <laughs> There's a there's a documentary I watched about a football game where uh, Yale and another team play, and it was a tie. Is that Harvard? 
<laughs> yeah. Yale beat Which, our, uh, Harvard beat Yale 29-29. Okay. I, 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 okay, so Yale would be the good one. We're locking we're in Yale. Yale. <laughs> yeah. It was not Yale. Okay, it was the University of Chicago. Oh, of course. Right. We were way off. <laughs> who is now a Division three school. He's the only high – so he wow. was actually – also funny about Jay Burwanger was he was also the first Heisman Trophy winner. It was the Downtown Athletic Club Award, and they renamed it the year after, which goes to the best player in college football, most prestigious individual award in sports. He was the first winner of that, first pick of the NFL draft, never played in the NFL because he made more money uh, working in the rubber factory. Yeah. Well, he never That's played great. in the NFL. <laughs> Love it. University of Chicago Maroons. Brian, trivia question. He looks like you're counting something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a different, a little bit of a different take. Uh, Zach Patrick, Kevin Costner is famous for starring in or being in many sports films. I have ten here. I have ten that count as Kevin Costner sports films, mm-hmm. at least by my metric. How many can you name? Uh, Feel the dreams. Bull Durham. Uh, yep, of course. For love of the game. Yep. Uh, draft day. Draft yep. day. The upside of anger. <laughs> yep. You're not supposed to get these right, Zach. It's <laughs> the bit. Um. Pu, 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 pu. So there's ten that count. He wasn't in Hoosiers, was he? No. Sackman. Oh, tin cup. Yep. Tin cup. Very good. What are we at? Six. I say we like I'm helping. <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere, Brian. We can name. Uh, he was in one recently, or not recently, but a few years back. Of it was another football movie. Fuck. Um, gridiron. No, I'm not going to get gridiron. it. Um, it says Wildcats. Um, I'm trying to think of older football movie, but okay, hold on. So the remaining ones, Brian, can you tell me what decades they're from? Uh, a little all over the way. There's one that's semi-recent. Um, the others are a little more early career Costner. Interesting. And these count as sports movies. He's not the main character of each, all of them. So then they're much older if he's not the main character. Right. Can you give it a sport? <laughs> there's several. <laughs> Well, it's um, four. <laughs> is he in the biking movie? Was in the uh, what's it breaking away or fucking? Uh... I don't have breaking what? away, but you've hit a vein. <laughs> what's the biking movie called? Uh, it's not. It's got Dennis Quaid in it, right? I'm not sure. I just read a summary of it as I, I was looking up movies to count it. Oh man. Yeah, I think. I'll that's... Say, yeah, okay. Uh, you got it. That's it. Yeah. All right, we're missing. We got six. You got six. That's pretty good. Uh, you've got chasing. You got five. Dreams. I got one. <laughs> and I got the obvious one. Chasing dreams. American flyers. The art yeah. of racing in the rain. Where Kevin Costner voices a dog. <laughs> I read that book. It is phenomenal. Uh, 
Uh, I got McFarland USA. That's the one I was could, uh, couldn't think of. Yeah, it was close. And then I have a bonus one here that if you had got all of them, I would have got you that you were missing. Play it to the bone in 1999. He is not starring in the film at all. It is a boxing movie, and there's a bunch of celebrities in the audience, and Kevin Costner is one of them. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel good. I named pretty much all the ones really I would have yeah. known. Right. Um, no, there's some bullshit ones on there that I mean, like I, said, I didn't know half of these. Tin uh, Cup is a lot of fun. Yeah, Tin Cup is good. Uh, I guess that's it for us, everybody, here at Game Tape. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hey, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or we'll die. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you in podcast land? Uh, on the talent mix. You should listen to um, it. It's a good show. New but episodes also- drop on Friday, generally. That is um, correct. I've been on it twice. (laughs) Pat, you... Okay, so actually, this is sort of meant to be like a double thing. Pat, you're on whatever the latest episode of the Talon Mix is also. Oh, yeah? We haven't haven't recorded that yet, but we talked about it. Okay, gotcha. I know (laughs) we talked about... Okay. I didn't know it was the latest. Yeah, okay. Well, the Talon Mix episode will push to this episode, and this episode pushes to that Talon Mix episode. Uh... Synergy, baby. (laughs) Yes. The two great brands finally reunite. Because there's a lot of overlap between <laughs> there is, yeah. Sports and Smallville. They're actually surprising me, <laughs> but um I guess that's it for us here. Good game, Pat. Good game, Brian. Good game, Zach. Good game, Good game Pat. Zach. Good game, Brian. <laughs>